Warning. This program is intended for adults only. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language, sexual topics, and don't be surprised if you get wet. You've just tuned into Pussy Boss with your host, Victoria Lynn. But that's so interesting that we got on that topic because I don't even think I've unraveled that yet. And I think sex education is so fucking important with young kids. Like, just to get that conversation going, to feel more normal about it. Like, why Uh is it put on such a drastic pedestal of, like, these are the topics we can't talk about and this is the age we can and like just start having the conversation on our own bodies why don't like forget penetration and and all these things that can can happen let's talk to the majority of kids about understanding your own fucking body yeah 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 that was not something ever taught for me in my home in school i had to learn it through friends that were experimenting and i was like afraid of the penis until like fucking I didn't really even old. masturbate really until I was like in my late tw- like really masturbate like really get down to the <laughs> down really to the re- down to the down you know what I'm saying well you know I don't even do that so oh, we've like, already unpacked that yo, thing no, no I've actually I mean, you know I told you that. yeah but I mean let me tell you I'll never forget I rolled up to this girl's car once Mine? Yeah, remember when you pulled out all those, like... And who was I with? Oh, Jessica. Remember Jessica? You're straight up lying right now. Oh, no, Jessica? Jessica! Jessica, who used to work with me. The producer. Right. And we rolled up, and we were doing a a shoot with you, and you had toys. What? And all your lingerie. Did I really? And you showed me your new toys, yeah. And, like, you and I were, like, getting all excited, and Jessica was like, oh, my God. Did I really? Yeah. This is when I was in a relationship, yes. though? Oh, because I was trying to experiment. But see, why does it take being in a relationship to, like, go into that? Why can't we, like, learn about ourselves oh, yeah, and see. feel like that's safe, too, you know? I mean, that's my thing is, like, I've totally, that's what I've embraced recently is, like, I'm all about what makes me feel good. And it should be, and it shouldn't be back alley and yeah. dark roomy yeah. you know what I'm saying like that yeah. should be an elevated conversation of like um owning um our power and and exploring those things I mean shit I'm European our people walk around topless like and t- forever yeah it's uh, like breasts aren't seen as something sexual it's just womanly and part of your like being and I think if if we were more uh, our culture so fucked because we're like want girls to be sexy but not sexual it's like there's a disconnect there like how can you be both how can you be one or the other like how about we understand that you can be sexual and have that not be a negative connotation like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for me that's been a long journey because of my sexual trauma but also in just understanding that like that it's okay to want to explore those things that actually makes you a better person member society relationship makes you happier makes you happier my biggest thing is like it took me so long because like I've had because I have also you know trauma in my past and like for me I always thought I was weird because of what I felt Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to tell people and connect with people and then finally when I just let go I realized it's not that I'm weird I'm normal like there's a lot everybody has so many different things and if we just allow ourselves to be who we are accept our flaws Mm -hmm. love ourselves for who we are maybe then you can find somebody who can love you for your flaws well ultimately like if we're really looking for that 
love that's going to last and be true. You can't attract them by being something you're not. Mm -hmm. And like as much as we'd love to or say, you can, like, but you won't keep them. Right. And that's what's wrong with our like society is like by doing these surgeries, by perfecting our outer, by appearing to be this person, aka all these the sights and stuff and like catfishing. Like the point of that is that you're not going to find somebody who's going to actually fulfill those things in you and not fulfill you but fulfill the the pleasure and the the intimacy and true connection is like you're clearly not looking for that and if you're yeah. just looking for sex and like really you can go get that anywhere but like don't you want someone you can be compatible with on multiple levels like that's where you can actually have some sort of deep physical connection with someone but we yeah. have so many blockages it's like it's no wonder the porn industry is so pervasive it's like there's just such a huge disconnect in us understanding our own bodies we're looking elsewhere to even understand yep. them and like or like, understanding our own fetishes like our own everything. kinks you know what i mean all those things i think like it's interesting to me when you even say words like that because i'm like that is something that we've had to name because it fell outside the guidelines of, of normal some, and who made that normal box what is why normal? is why is liking something a fetish maybe it's um balloons you know and then that might have to do with the color i want to do them, balloon the... porn so bad like i joke balloon porn it's going to be on youtube i promise you i'm you're gonna see is it not a thing i feel like there's already no it is everything. a thing but i'm saying is it the smoothness I'm is it static do... electricity like what is no, it no you like hump it and like then i get down to, to like the mind you wait for it to pop you just you just like do this is that the climax or it's like just i think the climax is the popping i mean I personally don't, don't think have a any like genital hair because I feel like it was all like stand up and get off. I'm more hair. worried about when it pops, it like hurting your clit. But I mean, my clit's not that big. So. And I well, <laughs> pop is like really not. Uh, it's minimal. It popped a balloon like on your face, like it's no. really just I mean, more shocking who, of the who sound. Who pops a balloon on their fucking? You know, face. like someone has gone like next to you and like that. Oh, well, like, okay, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, we gotta get back to the top. Okay. Bringing it back, because this is what we do. Back. We could talk for, like, five hours, probably. All the topics. So, so okay, let's talk about what what happened that made you you start looking. I know because you looked on Facebook groups. Like, right. what led you to that? How were you feeling? Things like that. Because you've been, at this point, had your implants for how long? Six years. Okay. And, honestly, the last shoot I ever did was with you in Miami. Okay. And... I believe I was sick even then. I mean, I had been sick for a long time and not really, I'd been pushing through it, but I didn't really understand how sick I was. Like I, I chalked it up to stress or overworking myself, but I had had symptoms of bronchitis, pneumonia, uh, sinus infections, anything upper respiratory that was like, truly affecting my life like I wasn't able to train anymore could barely work I spent I really hit it unfortunately I, and I look back and I think wow maybe I would have my relationship wouldn't have ended the way it did had I been more communicative but I was very afraid again the society we live in to be seen as weak or seen as incapable yeah. of handling my shit and I would even like I lived uh, my man and I lived together at the time and I felt like 
I can't even let him know what's going on with me, which is mm-hmm. a real detriment to, to where I was at. But part of the evolution of this process is like, I slept for like 16 hours a day and like I would get up, I would go see clients and then like, I like dragged myself back to the bed. Like I had zero energy. My brain was not functioning properly. My memory was going. I couldn't keep a conversation with people. I was forgetting names. Um, my, I had numbness in my hands and feet all the time and my muscles, my joints, everything felt like I was just aging. Like I was 80 years old. I felt like I was going to snap. So, you know, in its entirety, I could have probably ignored all that for another couple years. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. pneumonia kind of does catch up too, but I was pushing through and doing shoots and like it was really bad um, right before I, I got the surgery. But thank God I was like divinely led to a page, a face, uh, an Instagram page um, where I saw a girl uh, who had gotten them out and she it was the first time I'd ever heard about anyone removing their implants like not to get new ones or because something had gone wrong with them um because literally we're told that it's a lifetime safe device and it's a super easy surgery and I do five of these a day and like all this Hmm. conversation around implants is so like if you have the money let's do it it's so non-trivial like Mm -hmm. they don't think about like you're cutting open your body to put something foreign on top of your most largest organs on top of your heart chakra like you're literally altering your body that's meant to be here in the capacity that it's here and none of that went through my head and it all shifted when I saw this girl's page and her symptom list was like identical to mine and like all these light bulbs started going off and I was just like rocked I'm like this is it like this is what's going I'd ask God like on my knees just a couple days before I found it like give me an answer because every test came back negative I was like Mm. a picture of health even though I was like dropping weight like nothing like everything I was um I literally like no one had seen me at that time but I was down to like 110 pounds and like doesn't seem like a lot but I was 139 before of muscle uh, right and I was stocky like you saw me even Miami had lost another like 10 pounds right before that and I just wasn't telling anyone but like pneumonia makes you not be able to eat like you just don't function you just sleep basically so I didn't know how bad I was um but then when I got tests done before surgery and that whole process to even finding a surgeon was insane because actually I think it's something important to talk about in this capacity like just interviewing plastic surgeons in the reverse of like not going in there to get something altered and beautified and the things they know how to talk about mm-hmm. I was searching for a plastic surgeon who could just remove something from yeah. me who could bring me back to my organic natural state mm-hmm. was such a dichotomy for these men to think about it was like really I saw nine people before I what? found my guy and I was divinely led through my dad to the doctor of course, of course. but the Revictimization, I will say, of these consultations was asinine to me. They only knew how to converse about putting another implant in. Yeah, and and no, mm. I didn't feel offended because I knew where I stood. I just wanted them out, but I was so shocked and horrified as to like what they're trained in school. They have no like bedside manner as they will to like talk to a woman about why they're doing something I was just told like 
you're you're a pretty girl. Your body's amazing. You sure you want to do? You sure you want to mess it up like this? You sure you? Let's just go bigger. Let's just put new ones in. Let's put fresher ones in. You don't want to be deformed. Like look at the way people love you like this. You're an image. You sh you need to keep this. Who's gonna love you? I mean the things they wow. were saying. I was like, no. Are you, are you serious? Really? I really was like. Really? They really said those things to you? Even so much as, like, one guy, like, touching my abs and being like, oh, like, you, you have a beautiful body. Like, let's just put some newer ones in there. Like, you won't be happy with when I take them out. Like, wow. it killed me. Because I'm sitting there, like, deathly sick and knowing in my soul I just wanted them out. And I just want to, like, heal as my body should. And I'm being told these messages of I'm gonna be deformed I'm not gonna be loved like who you're not gonna you're uh, it's a lot of uh, you sure wow. I do that? and I get it they're in the industry of selling selling and you're the cash cow it's like implants are like just mm -hmm. the doors open here we go and yeah. then you need another pair and you need them fixed and I got you for life you know so they're just that's how they make their money so they've been programmed that way and it was difficult to find someone and difficult for me to stick to my guns because after number like eight I was like I'm done I told my dad I was like I can't do this anymore like maybe this wasn't for me I, I thought I wanted them out I thought you know like it would just be easy and he was like, you know, just call my, I have, it just came to him that night. He's like, I have a patient. I've been seeing him for a couple of years for his neck, like call him. And they got me in the next morning and he booked me a week later and he was phenomenal. And I've done interviews with him and he doesn't do implants anymore, which is amazing. Like okay. there's not many plastic surgeons that are willing to say like, I won't put an implant in because wow. that's money. Yeah, of course. He just takes them out and he does, um, which I, I haven't delved into myself, but I, whatever that's that's his prerogative and how he makes his money and i commend him he only does fat transfers so okay. he'll take fat from a certain part of the body and put it in your breast so that you have something there um which okay it's a more natural way to enhance it still yeah. goes to the fact of us changing ourselves mm -hmm, for something mm -hmm. but at least it's a small step in the direction of like us talking about why we put things fake in our bodies yeah because you know? with fat transfers actually because i looked into that because mm -hmm. i didn't want to put an implant right. in because i didn't want to do all the scarring and all that and the thing with fat transfers is that later in life if you do first off if they work there's no guarantee oh it could just eat it all yeah. up right away um but if they work the fat can nodule up in a sense and so when you go in for a mammogram it can look like possibly cancer so you can then end up being stuck more times in your life which is going to give you scarring all along your breasts and there's a lot of things like long term they haven't looked into it and i won't denote what he's doing he's an amazing doctor but like they i mean don't i don't have, think it's him i think no, it's the decision of the person and, yeah and there's just not enough long-term studies done about this to know the implications of transferring fat to another area what can happen like the the gross like i mean they could shrink they can like get massive like it's just you're, you're literally just taking parts of your body and what they say is it has memory so it remembers where it came from so if that's where you held most of your fat it will engorge when you get heavier or things like that 